Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. and I've got uh, Semitrex's uh, founder and CEO, Michael Freeman, and we're going to talk about uh, power conversion technology and well, power engineering in general. That's a pretty big subject, though, isn't it, Mike, uh, Michael? Welcome to the show. Yes, it is. Hey, thank you. Uh, appreciate it, Alex. Thanks for having me on. And uh, it is a big issue. As you know, 10 years ago, uh, engineers didn't think about power supplies until the last minute when they decided, uh-oh, let's see how we're going to power this. And now it is an integral part of the upfront design of practically any device. Exactly. In fact, that's one of the things that we've been um, really pushing in the industry, the fact that power has changed from just a collection of technologies to a philosophy that has to be implemented at every level, not just how big is the battery, but how well can you run from it, not you know, how much power is in the line, but how efficiently you can use that energy. Low-power microcontrollers, low-power sensors, better passives, better topologies, there are all of these moving parts in this thing, aren't there? Yes, there are, and uh, part of the reason is why is we got the uh, 400 terawatt hour, which equals about an $80 billion per year global vampire load problem, and that's putting such a drain on the grid that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, causing brownouts and blackouts. It's about a $12 billion problem uh, just in the United States and $80 billion around the year. And so what the, the product we've come up with, the Tronium Power Supply and a Chip, addresses at the heart of that issue to reduce that loss and that waste uh, to the power grid. Right. Well, I mean, power conversion is critical. Obviously, the, the switch just from linear to switching technologies and from uh, – passive to active digitally managed conversion technologies shows how much there is still to be gained out of that. Forget about even wideband gap semiconductors and such. Can you tell us a little bit more about the core technology behind your approach? Yes, I can. So our core technology is called uh, MUX capacitor. Uh, the, the overall technology is called the Tronium Power Supply System on a chip, and inside we use, uh, uh, the, the, well, we use capacitive uh, uh, conversions rather than inductive conversions. And so you're probably familiar with the typical transformer. Where you convert, that's a large ratio conversion because you're converting the 110 on the wall all the way down to like a 5 volts. What we do is by using a capacitor, banks of capacitors, uh, and gate technology, we take small drinks of the voltage through tiny capacitors uh, that then has a con has low conversion ratios, so we can do it very efficiently. We're only looking at the RDS on uh, losses of, of the transistors, and so it converts very, very efficiently and gets us down to anywhere from 25 to 90 volts before we hit a transformer, so we're almost at the targeted uh, uh, voltage range before we go to the transformer. Really? That's interesting. So now, we're actually talking not then of uh, bypassing a lot of existing core technologies to achieve that efficiency. Yes, we are. So a typical power supply has anywhere from 46, let's say a charger-type power supply, uh, has anywhere from 46 to uh, 52 parts, depending on whose reference design you use. And we've shrunk that down 
by using the uh, capacitive uh, re voltage reduction technology to about only 23 parts, and uh, somewhere between 16 and 23 parts, depending on how much uh, wattage we need uh, in our power supply dynamics. So we're making a huge uh, reduction of the parts that are necessary and thereby the footprint that's necessary for a power supply uh, in a charger or on a circuit board. So, so there is a significant sa uh, space savings as well because I was thinking, what, like, what size of capacitors are we talking about? What kind? I mean, is there a direct ratio to the amount of energy managed, or is it uh, just the technology and it's scalable in a different way? It's it's scalable, and we use different size uh, capacitors that are primarily on the monolithic uh, silicon. And so uh, what we do is if we need uh, large voltages, we open up all the capacitor banks. If we need smaller currents or voltages, we shut it down to just a few of the capacitor banks. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, uh, so these banks, they're, so essentially they're really on silicon. It's almost like they're memory cells, but they're capacitor banks. But you've, that you've made a very good analogy, yes. So depending on how much, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm go ahead. I apologize. So in a in a memory environment, when you needed more memory, it would open up more memory cells. And on in our uh, technology, when you need more current, then we open up more uh, capacitors, so we get more throughput. Right. So what's, what's say for example a sweet? Is there a sweet spot in the uh, amperage range here, or is it scalable from uh, microamps up to kilowatts. It's right now. It's a microamp up to you know hundreds of watts. That's the dynamic we're working with at the moment. It's scalable all the way up, but uh, we go up to about a hundred watts, and then we stack chips. So we stack our capacitive chips on top of each other, the core tronium ASIC, and so by that way we can get up to you know stack two chips, two hundred watts, three chips, three hundred watts. And so that's how we make that. Uh, uh, that's how we make it scalable. Right now, what kind of efficiencies are we talking about? Let's say relatively specifically, because then it gets a handle on thermal management as well. Yeah. So all of our efficiencies are in excess of ninety percent. In the U.S., we're looking at typically at ninety-five percent. In Europe, closer to ninety-two percent. Uh, for, for, and that is uh, from the wall through to whatever device you're charging or powering. Uh, and the, that is through all the current load. So that's through a heavy current load, that's through a light current load, and that's through a trickle current load all the way down to 50 milliamps. And then typically our intelligence says once it's down to 50 milliamps, we shut down. And then the other high efficiency is that on shutdown, we're only one half milliamp of standby power in the U.S. and a little over a half milliamp of standby power in Europe. Wow, that is, and that's the nice thing about it is, as you were saying, it's all about that parasitic power. Um, what I'm always fond of pointing out to people, I live in New York City, there's probably a power station sitting out somewhere that entire output does nothing but power all the wall warts that people have left plugged in from their, you know, all their phone chargers. Yeah, in California, the California Energy Commission put out a survey of small uh, charging devices, which I believe they defined as laptop, down to tablets and, and cell phones. In 2011, they found that there was 8.7 billion 
uh, gigawatts of power used charging those devices, but only 2.9 billion uh, gigawatts of power was actually spent charging them. The rest was all just wasted energy because either the device was, the charging device was still plugged in or because the phone and the charging device was still plugged in when uh, the phone was all the way charged or the device was all the way charged. So that's, that's a significant power loss. We shift that down to just one half milliwatt of standby power, and that's on a cell phone or even on a TV. So we can put it in televisions, our power supply, Tronium goes in the t uh, all kinds of uh, electronic devices like a television or monitor, and so we can take that television down where its standby power is only a half a milliwatt on standby waiting for the next event to turn on, uh, power things up, and then we can power up in about uh, somewhere up between 5 and 10 nanoseconds. Really? And, and it's a passive system. You, the way you talk about it, it sounds almost like an active system, but I think that's from a behavior of the circuit, right? Yes, that's correct. So it, it has to know what the – so we do current sensing, and uh, we, we actually have a, a separate chip that does primary side uh, uh, current sense without the need for a third winding. So we get rid of all the opto-couplers and all the opto-isolation uh, devices, which is about 10 devices. So out of our dynamic, mm -hmm. getting it down to around 20, 20 discretes, uh, part of that is 10 of those go away by, by getting rid of the opto-isolation and the secondary side regulation. And so, uh, right. uh, yes, it's ready to take the, you know, standby ready at the one-half milliwatt, ready to take the next either charging event or turn off, turn on, power up the rest of the power supplies. And we do that by basically turning off almost all the capacitor banks except for just a few that standby ready to uh, uh, sense what's happening to know when to wake up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, what about compatibility with other control protocols like PM bus or something along those lines? Yes, we're compatible. We we even have a we even have a uh, we have I squared C uh, protocol inside, and so we can even communicate. And one of our products is uh, we call it the uh, interlinks, so that the, our power supplies actually have uh, can can be coupled with a communication device, so you can run wire wireless, and so you can turn on a electronic device or turn it off remotely or set it automatically to turn on and off, and you don't need an add-on module. It's right in the power supply itself. Got it, got it. So um, how transparent is this to the engineer? Well, like, I think in other words, the other how much of a drop-in solution? I apologize, Michael. Yeah, drop-in solution. So, for instance, a, let me give you an example. A 60-inch uh, television uh, has a power supply in it that's got about uh, 200 electrical, 300 mechanical parts, uh, be 19 inches by about seven half inches, weigh about six or seven pounds, and we can shrink, shrink that down to a uh, six by six uh, square that weighs under a pound. Really, that is a that is a significant change. And um, thermal management, what are the? I mean, in convection cool ease or how, how do we have to use force air? What's going on here? Yeah, it was, we, we don't, uh, because we're in the 90% efficiency and we have such low standby power at the half a milliwatt, we have, uh, you know, we've really increased the, uh, or decreased, sorry, decreased the amount of, you know, heat that's put off. So it's it's very small. It depends on the, the wattage we're putting out and all that, so it's scalable. But uh, with a 90% efficiency and only a, a half a milliwatt of standby power, that's not very much heat that's putting off. 
That's a very, very good point, Michael. So now, um, beyond that, it doesn't since it, it doesn't sound that complex. There, what kind of uh, support do you offer the engineering community? What kind of evaluation kits, reference designs? What do you have to help them incorporate your solution into theirs? We will have starting in May. We will have. You can go to our website right now, www.cemetrax.com, and you can uh, get in line to order samples. We'll have samples uh, available in uh, the May timeframe. Uh, full evaluation kits by July. And uh, the the cool thing about the uh, Tronium power supply system on the chip is that one chip. Can, it, it automatically senses where it is in the world, so it can sense to what grid it's connected to, whether it's connected in the U.S. at 110 or Europe at 220, and it will automatically set the algorithms then to work the capacitors to that grid, and then you can, as the engineer, with the same module, either set the output voltage to be 48 volts or 30 volts or 18, 12, you know, 1.8, 3.2, you've got a got a myriad of choices uh, for your output voltage all with the same chip so rather than looking at you know thousands of different power supplies that you would that you'd need different to output those separate voltages you can just now set the set the uh, tronium uh, for the output voltage that you desire that is really nice well because I find of saying the best tool in the world is very useless if you can't hold it properly you know it's nice to be able to have a new technology that actually can be integrated relatively easy easily into legacy technology correct and so the tronium uh, power supply chip either comes as a, a charger a, a charger uh, product or comes as a constant uh, supply circuit uh, product so we cover both of those so you can use it in your circuit boards uh, you can use it uh, 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 for for chargers. It is AC to DC, and it's also DC to DC. I mean, different chips. Well, and that's same core right. technology. Right. Well, and actually, that's critical, if I may say so, uh, Michael. Well, I shouldn't say critical because if it's a purely AC to DC technology, I think the DC DC world would forgive you. But the fact that it could be applied to uh, both sides of the house obviously increases its potential to help everyone's lives yes thank you well um, obviously anything that can move the ball forward we're going to always applaud it and trust me this is something that I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing what happens what's the URL where can they uh, go and is there a drill down page they can take a look at it yes we actually have some product briefs on our website and that's uh, Symmetrex spelled S-E-M-I-T-R-E-X Symmetrex and it's www.symmetrex.com. Excellent. Now, Michael, before I let you go, and we're going to have to probably drag you back downstream to tell us some more about this tech and how it's being taken in by the marketplace. Uh, but before I let you go this Happy time, be with you. always give. Oh, Danny. oh the, the, yeah, the pleasure is mine. But before I let you go, though, Michael, I always uh, make my guests. So I should say give them the opportunity, but I always give them the last word in my podcast. So it could be a little bit more about the tech, the company, the product, or just a tip for the audience, but the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. So we have actually done three things with the Tronium power supply on the chip. We have reduced the part count, so we're consolidating the industry and the 40 to 50 parts it typically takes down to half of that. 
Uh, and mm-hmm. then the second thing, we are over 90% efficient all the way through the power loads. So at very high loads all the way down to extremely low loads like 50 milliamps. And then the last thing that we've done that helps the grid and helps the energy efficiency worldwide is our standby power is unheard of low with uh, half a milliwatt uh, in the U.S. and a little over half a milliwatt in Europe. And so uh, it's, a, it's a nice small form factor that the engineers and manufacturers, I think, will, uh, will appreciate, and uh, it'll come to be just secondhand with uh, basically any device that you create or power. Well, and it's all about power, <laughs> or at least it is for our point of view here at Power Systems Design. No electronics without electricity. There you go. So, hey, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. We really appreciate you uh, coming here and telling us about this technology. I know my audience is going to be interested in it. I am. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it, and it's glad, I'm glad to be on your show, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we'll check back from time Pleasure to time. Is be sure to keep you updated. Excellent. That's great. And I'd also like to thank the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.